TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The American pastime. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. In real time. Lindor drives it to deep right. Goodbye. A grand slam. Baseball stories, scores, and more. High drive, left field, going back at the wall. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday. Just go uh, straight copying Patrick Harris, who is out today. This is a Mike and Joe edition of the hot corner this evening. And Joe just had his heart crushed as the O's came back against the Blue Jays, who I think were up six zip in that game. It was at least five, nothing. That's for sure. And then it was six, six. And now uh, the Blue Jays won. Yeah. Sorry. Good day because of Adley Rutschman's first career home run. But yes, uh, I bet if you were to interview him, he would say, well, we lost. So it doesn't matter. We will. Uh, we'll get to Adley at some point during the show today, especially after he homered. It's been a slow start for him. But before we get to any baseball talk, and there is a lot of it. Joe revealed something to me about a family member of his. That although I can understand why somebody would be like this. I just can't wrap my mind around it. Would you like to explain? Yes, I would love to. Okay. Because <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Um, so before the show, uh, a few hours before the show, my dad called me. He says, I'm having trouble with the printer, son. I need to print off uh, Michelle. Are you winning, son? <laughs> I-, I need to print off a boarding pass for my stepmother, Michelle. She's flying to Denver tomorrow, so... They needed the printer to work. Uh, there was an error. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Help me, please. So I go over there, and I, I'm helping with the printer. 
And just to so you understand everybody out there what these folks are like, my dad was just watching me print a document, and he's like, gosh, these you guys with these computers. I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm literally just printing something. I like, pressed two buttons. Yeah, I, like, changed the custom pages to just, like, one page. He's like, well, how'd you do that? How'd you just give me the, that one page? I'm just like, dear God. There's man. a button. Dear God. <laughs> you just see, There's a little, like, multiple choice question. Like, it's an old school, like, Scantron test. You just press yeah. custom. But my stepmother is ten times worse because she has a flip phone that she didn't really – I don't think she got that really until about four or five years ago, Mike. And that's her phone. And that is her emergency phone. Now, because the, the, my- <laughs> the way this conversation started was I asked, it's a little weird that they're printing the boarding pass. Now, <laughs> I, I am – I'll admit I am a late – adopter of the phone boarding pass i've only been using it for the last few years i for whatever reason just felt i just liked the paper boarding pass for whatever reason but even even i and my weirdness in that in the last few years has just gone to hey i've got the united and alaska app on my phone those are the two airlines i travel with the most and i just go ahead and go bloop here's my boarding pass so the fact that you had to Go fix a printer in order to print a boarding pass yep. was why I asked the question of why on earth doesn't she just use her phone? And I was my my answer to you asking that was, yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's that's not happening. She does not have a smartphone. She has a flip phone. And that flip phone's intention was to be for emergencies. Take it with you. Keep it in your purse. Remember to charge it just in case. You never know what happens. That phone stays at home 99% of the time. <laughs> That is, it's just sitting there. So probably, she might as well just have a landline. Probably dead at this very moment. Probably. I almost want to call it live on air, see what happens. Yeah, does she have a charger? <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, and I told Mike this, like, she's, she got an iPad from Target because there was a gift card attached to it for like $200, and she never used the iPad, never learned how to. <laughs> Like the e- it's like the easiest smart device to learn nowadays is like an iPhone or an iPad. That's why you see all the olds with it. It's straightforward. Just press this app. This opens up. I mean, okay. I can see if you're not technologically inclined that you would use that as an excuse to get the $200 gift card. But then wouldn't you like gift it to somebody if you didn't want the iPad? And that was her uh, intention was to learn how to use the iPad. Ah, she and, wanted to be a little bit more technologically sound. Yes. And she still wants to this day. She's told me, she's like, Joe, you need to show me how I can uh, do my banking online, how I can work with my bank accounts. And what accent is that? Retire. I mean, that's her yelling at me across the room. Oh, okay. Basically. I was like, you got a little Boston in there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I had to explain to her, I'm like, well, we need to create an account, and that account needs an email. You don't even have an email. Oh, no. That's step one. And that is, that's a week long lesson in itself, just emails. And the- in, in, in 2022, does not have an email. She, she wants to be better with technology. And she wants to be able to use online banking. And she doesn't even have an email address. No email. She doesn't do the emails. She doesn't do the emails. Yeah. It's it's bad. Does she know that you can, like, not get paper bills? Does she know that you can just get emails for your bills? Uh, I'm sure. I mean, hey, she's mighty efficient in her ways. I will say. She keeps it pretty organized. I I would hope so. She's dialed in. (laughs) Yes. But... 
Yeah, it's it, it's pretty bad. And whenever they want me to help with anything technology-wise, I'm pretty hesitant to do it because I know it's going to be a long process. Explaining uh, streaming and, like, cutting the cord and cable versus, like, Netflix and all that. Do they even have cable or do they just watch the Yeah, they do. The antenna. <laughs> the antenna. <laughs> no, they've got cable down. Moving the bunny ears back and forth. But, again, like, creature of habit, right? Like, I told them, I'm like, you guys will never – ever get rid of comcast because you are so like in your habit of being able to go to on demand and find what you need it's like if you were to try netflix or any of this stuff you would be lost in a day or two and be crying for your comcast <laughs> They're remote. like net flix yeah yeah like it's... a like a net to catch movies that you get at blockbuster do they think planet hollywood still exists oh but also uh now that you said blockbuster Do they have a vhs player at home they don't, but they have an old Blu-ray player that's like circa 12, 13 years ago because because it has the Blockbuster app on it. Like uh, this was when Blockbuster was like their last attempt at we okay at modernizing. We need to do okay. This Netflix thing is taking off. We should probably do something like that. <laughs> Quick, yeah. somebody make an app. What yeah. do we do with it? We'll figure it out later. Yeah, tie it to Blu-ray machines. So, and uh, you want to know what the problem was with the printer, Mike? Uh, was the problem that they didn't have any paper in it? No, they had plenty of paper, had ink. Um, not sure what the uh, problem was, but unplugging it and plugging it back in certainly fixed whatever the problem was. Did you, <laughs> before you went out there, did you not suggest to your father that maybe he should unplug and replug I blame, the printer? I blame myself a little because I didn't. There okay. was part of me that that's was like, like IT rule 101 that's it's, what i told my dad i yeah. told my dad I was always like, unplug and replug before <laughs> you go into further troubleshooting he cracks me up I, when i told him i was like you should probably uh, probably should have tried unplugging it and plugging it back and he's like wait was it unplugged i'm like no i'm like no you needed to unplug it and he's like why what <laughs> what like the concept of that even to him was like foreign. boy i have not met your father uh, I, all I know is the legend of your father, purely because Patrick actually has met him and, and known him for a while. And I had this vision in my head of what your dad was like, and this is shattering the vision of your dad. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just had like this really cool vision of... <laughs> I thought your dad was really cool, and now he just sounds like... Well, no, uh, I mean, it's not to say he's not sounds cool. Sounds like an idiot. But I, I had this vision of him just being like good at things generally well, he's a handyman he's the, a, the way that you have talked about him and the way that patrick has talked about him i was like this guy's this guy knows things listen i want to say something different but i can't this guy knows things he's a foreman he has a he's a green thumb he is great in the garden so he does he know things. is a he is a fantastic okay. cook like he's got all it's just don't put any sort of technology in front it, of him. it's just really Except the comcast remote he knows how to work that <laughs> he's got that dialed in well does he have the new one where you can talk into the remote Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure he, he doesn't know how- that you can do that. Though. Oh, really? He just still types everything in? I I would, <laughs> wouldn't put it past him that he's still typing it all in. <laughs> hey, Dad, did you know that there are apps on this Comcast thing? And if you wanted to, you could watch Netflix through your Comcast? <gasps> what? But this is shattering my image of your dad a little bit. It's It's like, again, I, I'm trying to be kind about it because I understand <laughs> that there are people out there who... I'm not trying to tear your dad apart to, right now. ...who do struggle with technology, but there, there's like a level of it that I just... I'm, And it's because I grew up with it, right? Dude. Like, I, I, I'm 32, I turned 33 in, 
in 12 days. So I, I, I grew up with technology and I grew up with learning all this stuff. Like it all came out as I was a kid. So I've always been pretty adept at it. That's what I told him. I was like, well, I, you know, just grew up with all this stuff. So it's, you yeah, know, I got, I've been doing it my whole life. No, pretty well familiar with it. Yep. Also to put things in perspective, even more, uh, the phone he uses galaxy S five. We're now on, are we a, on galaxy now a 12 or something? whatever. I don't know. But I, I was curious the release date of that phone 2014. Mm. I bet well, you it's terrible. He he's been telling me he's like, dude, it's it's slowing down. It's on its last leg. I mean, it's been slowing down for years because <laughs> you know Samsung does the same stuff that Apple does. But the thing Here, here's more and more updates that will slow your old phone down. So go buy another two thousand dollar phone. Yeah, and I mean, where phones were from twenty fourteen to now, not just phones, but like I explained to him, I'm like, oh yeah, no, you don't upgrade your phone with like a two year contract. You now pay the phone off over two. Th- two years or three years with installment payments. And he's like, Oh God. <laughs> and I'm like, am I going to have to go to the cell phone store with you and like be your liaison and like watch over your shoulder make sure you don't totally get screwed over? No. <laughs> Cause I, I think those people who work at cell phone stores, I, I don't want to say it like those people, but people who work at, I used cell to work phone at one, stores, Mike, be careful. Uh, they, they are taught how to help people who don't know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> And if they're not a terrible person, which I guess could always be the case, they're not going to try to add all these fees and warranties and protection packages on top of it. I've seen it go both ways, Mike. Let's just say that. I've seen uh, some good... Well, you used to work in retail, so you know the the game. Yeah, I've seen some good salesmen that take the time and will help people. And then, yeah, I've seen dudes take advantage of the situation and say, you need this and that and this and that. And then they're pissed in a month. And, uh... Yeah, it's just wild. It's um, it, it's always fun. I feel like I'm going in a time machine when I go back to my parents' house. Isn't that how it always feels a little bit, going back to the parents' house? Um, A little bit. They, I think I think for me it was more just because that's where I grew up. So, And for the record, in the spare room, there is a VCR DVD combo. Oh, I think my parents still have one of those, by the way. It's a little different. My parents have moved in the last few years, so they live in a nice place, and it, it doesn't – it doesn't feel like I'm going back into the past anymore, but they used to <laughs> probably illegal, but who cares? They used to record movies on their DVR. And then I forget what machine they used, but they were able to then burn that recorded DVR onto a DVD. And they also had the DVD VHS thing so that they could move their VHSs to the DVD. And they had this massive collection of movies that were all burned off of HBO, essentially, because <laughs> they would record it because you can DVR yeah. it. Yeah. And then you can burn DVDs off the TV. Oh, yeah. You could use. I mean, I have it- two of them because I, I there are two movies they burn that I like a lot. So I have two burned DVDs where like you have to. I put it in my Xbox and this weird old school DVD player comes up and you have to hit the select button on the square of the image. And then it's like HBO. It's like, and the HBO music starts and then the the movie starts. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) this is a mess. I mean, it's, it's a mess, but it was effective. Think of all the free movies they had. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the long same lines we used to record music off of uh, the music channels on Comcast onto cassette. This was the last, again, last legs of cassette. So we did that. We used to burn an S ton of CDs. I think the cassette player still has a home 
because in super old cars, if you want to listen to like anything that's not a cassette player, you have to have one of those old school adapters that goes into the cassette player <laughs> with the wire coming out. And then you attach it to your whatever device, as long yeah. as it has a headphone jack, and then you can play that music through your car. Oh, I love that thing. One of the yeah, best inventions ever. This yeah. text, though, cracked me up as far as take, going with my dad to the cell phone store. Someone says, no, those bastards can deal with your dad's crazy old man antics and suffer just like you have. <laughs> <laughs> fair point fair yeah you point. just don't you just don't want him to get ripped off yeah like, like i said i've seen i've seen good employees and bad employees at those places using used to work there and yeah uh, i know what can happen i don't want it happen to them because it will happen to my dad all right let's uh let's get into some baseball stuff there's some pretty good news and notes from the last two days that we're going to start with next something happened for the first time ever today and we also had a very classic sad moment in baseball yesterday. We'll get to those next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back into the hot corner. It is a Mike and Joe edition today. We're going to get to the Padres today. We're going to chat some Red Sox. We're going to talk a little Mariners. We're going to talk some Adley Rutschman. And potentially, if we get to it, a little trade deadline buyer-seller discussion. Joe will also have Farrah Fowl for us at 830. But yesterday and I guess yesterday and today had two very notable baseball moments today was historic it was the first time ever that there was it's kind of even a stretch even further in my brain let me let me reset this it was the first time there were ever two immaculate innings in the same day it just so happened to be that the same team threw the same uh, two immaculate innings 
And it just so happens that the two immaculate innings occurred with the same three batters both times, which is just absurd. For those of you who don't know, an immaculate inning is when the pitcher throws nine pitches and all three batters strike out. And it was in Astros Rangers today. Luis Garcia, the starter, did it the first time. And then Phil Maton, the reliever, did it the second time against Nate Lowe, Ezekiel Duran, and Brad Miller. Three pitches to each batter, all three strikes, all three struck out. The fact that it hadn't happened twice in a day ever, and the first time it does, it happens for the same team against the same batters? Absolutely ridiculous. And it kind of got me thinking a little bit today of, of, of these random little things in sports, and you can include whatever sport you want. Is the immaculate inning one of the harder to achieve slash kind of cool things that you can think of off the top of your head? Because I was kind of going through it before the show today, and I I couldn't really think of anything that difficult to achieve that is so rare. It was only the, I, I think, the 106th time there's ever been an, or I guess 106th and 107th time there's been an immaculate inning. It's it's one of the, the neater things you'll see in sports, in my opinion. It definitely is really cool, but it's just such a, like, small part of the game it's, you know, it's half of the inning, right? That it just comes and goes. Obviously, with this being, as you mentioned, the two happening in one game, like, this is just the chance of this happening and are so slim and ever happening again are so small that it makes this really amazing. But, I mean, an immaculate inning happens. We don't, we don't even mention it on this show. It might get a quick pass by, you know, like in, you know, a segment but it's not. We're not going to carve out a whole segment just because a guy. Well, right. I, threw, maybe I should rephrase the question. I, I guess that's that's probably a bad way to, to phrase it, it. It is. Trust me. It is very. When it happens, you're like, damn, like that. Right. It's, your reaction to it is very light. Like you are. It's a very cool thing you're to like, watch Whoa, live. What did I just witness? I, I mean, I've never watched it live. If I watched it live, I would freak out. Like yeah. I, I think it's very. I cool. think I've only seen one live, and it was very cool. I'm going to rephrase this because obviously, like no hitters or hole in ones or whatever are cooler and more challenging, but maybe the way I should phrase it is, is there something that is seemingly so insignificant in sports that doesn't really change much other than in this instance, it just ends the inning quickly. That is this cool. Like, cause yeah, you're right. There, there are feats in all sports that are way more impressive than this. But to me, it's like, you just threw nine pitches and all three of all nine of them were strikes and they were all strikes and they all struck out yeah. like, uh, holy cow. It, That's it's, it's, it's so hard to do in, in the first place. And the fact that it happened twice in the same day for the same team against the same batters is I can't imagine that will ever happen again, ever. So, and again, I just think that if <laughs> it's just kind of a, de- uh, it is victim of the game because again, there's nine innings and each inning there's, you see 18 frames essentially, right? Like, you know, top inning, bottom inning, top. So it's, that is just one eighteenth of the game essentially. And if you want to, you know, put it over the entire game batters, it's just, again, it's such a very cool moment, but because it happens in such a small part of the game, it just kind of comes and goes. Yeah. And that's why it might get not as much attention or thought of as cool, but, um, it's hard to think of, yeah, something similar where, like, it's a very small part of the game, like in something in basketball or football. Um, I don't know, 60-yard field goal? <laughs> well, yeah, that's 60, a good like one. Like 63-yard or something yeah. like that. I mean, like, that's not as insignificant 
Well, I guess it's probably about as significant unless it's like a game winner, right? I mean, that Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal to win the game is I mean, that's obviously significant. (laughs) That's different than if that happens in the first quarter, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's different than Adley Rutschman kicking a 62-yarder here in Oregon when he was at Sherwood, right? Yes, correct. State record. Yes. Um, The other thing that happened yesterday is a classic baseball moment, and you will never remember it after a week from now. But what it is, is the losing a no-hitter or perfect game with two outs and two strikes in the ninth inning. And that happened yesterday to Cardinal starter Miles Michaelis, who actually had given up a run. It was an unearned run because of an error. And uh, a couple of like ground outs got the guy in. He had a no-hitter going. He had 128 pitches in the ninth inning. Dear God. And on Shades pitch, of that New Mexico pitcher against Oregon State. Oh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I think is this in the the regionals? Yeah, in the regional, a kid for New Mexico. I think he threw like 130 pitches or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. Um, (laughs) It was yeah, ridiculous. The, uh, the, I can't remember the batter. Apologies, I, I, I don't have it in front of me. It was they were playing the Pirates, and I don't know the Pirates very well. Hits it to dead center, and Harrison Bader ranges back kind of has to turn a little halfway to go the other direction. He leaps and the ball goes over his glove and it's a double and the no hitter ends. And if you're a fan of the Cardinals, you'll probably remember that forever. I have a very distinct memory of uh, Mike Mussina when he was a Yankee losing a no hitter in the bottom of the ninth with two outs against the Red Sox. And I believe it was Carl Everett. If you remember him who hit a double down the right field line to break up the no hitter and so I, I will always remember that. So Cardinals fans will probably always remember Michaelis losing the no-hitter against the Pirates with 129 pitches with two outs and two strikes. But it's one of those, again, it's a small baseball moment that in a week will be insignificant because the Cardinals still won the game and Michaelis will pitch again and whatever. But I just, that's what I love so much about baseball is there's so many little nuances like that. And it's the only sport that you get that in. It's the only sport where something that small can be that cool and that like talked about across the the social media or even water cooler landscape of the sport. And uh, yeah, so little little news and notes from the last few days. That is insane. I mean, like the immaculate inning happening twice in a game against a team is one thing. But when you told me that it was the three same dudes both times, like, again, that's where I think, yeah, that's never happening again. Yeah. Like, the stars aligned for this exact moment in this exact day. Um, imagine if a dude cashed, like, a parlay ticket or, like, some sort of. I, I can't even <laughs> imagine that's a bet. I'm sure it's not. Unless there, maybe there's one of, like, will there be an immaculate inning this game? Live betting, like, per at-bats. Right. You're like, all right, these next three guys are going to They have strike to strike out. out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, or per pitch gambling. Dear God. This Imagine text, being that much of a degenerate. I know. Well, I'm per, sure there are plenty of those out there. Per pitch gambling. Yeah, well, that exists. <laughs> and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who do that. Uh, we got this text that says, I always felt like the cycle was not very important. Never got my blood pumping. I, I mean, I, not very important, sure, right? It's it's an individual achievement in a team sport. But usually it helps your team win if you hit for the cycle. I mean, the fact that you got on base four times is usually a pretty good sign. Yeah, and to me, it's like that has more of an impact than an immaculate inning because that's, you know, at least four at-bats you got on base throughout the game, you know. I think what I like, I, I, I think the cycle is at its most exciting 
when the last hit you need is a triple. Triple, dude. I I've ran into that in uh, the show a couple of times well, over of the last few weeks, and it's uh they're tough to get, man. Got to get them right down the right down the baseline, bouncing off the wall, right? Or or have a deep past be fast enough. And I just love or have like an outfielder bobble it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I just <laughs> I love when it's a triple and the ball goes into the gap, and you know that no matter what happens, that guy's trying for three. Even if it looks like a routine double, that dude is busting his ass as fast as he's ever run to try to get to third base and hope for a bobble or an offline throw or whatever. And it's just like you see him hustling up to second base and he makes the turn and the outfielder already has the ball in his hand. You're like, go, go. You can do it. That's when the cycle is exciting. If it's like a single or a home, even if it's a homer, you're like, oh, cool. He did it. But when it's a triple, it's like he, he like the guy looks into his, the, his team's dugout and just yeah, jumps up and they're all going crazy. Yep. Who is it? Who it, didn't Luis Arias on the twins hit for a cycle like a week ago? And, and he was and I think his final hit was a triple. And yeah, you kind of had that a, a reaction in the dugout. That's cool. That's really, really cool. I agree. With That's you cooler that. than the immaculate ending, in my opinion. I, I not not today's immaculate innings against the same batters because that's again impossible insane <laughs> but or almost impossible but yeah I, I think that's pretty cool I agree with you um that specific situation yeah because when you get the triple and kind of get that out of the way early yeah it doesn't have as much luster if you need to get like a single or a double but a home run to get the cycle that'd be pretty dope too all right let's uh take a break coming up next we're doing great on the clock by the way well yeah thanks for telling me the break Joe um. <laughs> We, there is a team in baseball, and this happens to us as a show every year, who is good, and yet I'm having a hard time figuring out why. And we'll get to that next, but first, here's Joe. is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan 740 here on your Wednesday evening it is a Mike and Joe edition of the hot corner Patrick should be back uh, next week and there is a team in baseball this year and this happens on the show every year where we say this team is good and we don't know why I think two years ago it was the Dodgers last year it was the Red Sox And this year, I don't know if Patrick feels this way. I just know that I feel this way. This year, for me, it's the San Diego Padres. Padres currently, although I know the, you know, Dodgers are winning in the first, and I think the Padres were, actually, I think they were losing to the Cubs last I checked. No, no, oh, no. They are now winning by a lot. Cubs suck. Padres winning 11-5 to right now. Padres are currently tied for first place with the Dodgers in, uh, in the NL West. I'm just going to double check to make sure that is still the case. Cause I think I saw that this morning. Yes. Uh, the Dodgers are percentage points better than the Padres, but they're currently tied in first. I have not watched a ton of Padres baseball this year, so I'm not going to you know, come out here and say that I'm some sort of expert, but I have seen some of them and I've been obviously keeping up on box scores and, and following the teams, all the teams very closely. It's with what I do. And 
I just don't understand how they're this good. I know their pitching has been sensational. They have the best ERA in baseball in Joe Musgrove. Their trade for Sean Manaya has turned out to be really, really, really good. Uh, he, in 12 starts, has a 3.95 ERA. Yu Darvish is, is pitching like good Yu Darvish with a 3.35 ERA. So they have three starters who are pitching quite well. They also have the rookie Mackenzie Gore, who has pitched really, really well in his first full season up. Uh, Blake Snell sucks. Clevenger's hurt. So it's not a full staff of, of exciting arms, but it's the top few guys have been really, really good for them. They did also make a great trade to start the year where they got Taylor Rogers from the Twins, who's their closer, and he has 19 saves. So he's he's been really good, although most of their bullpen, as far as I can tell, is actually not that good. It's a little little prone to blowing up. So you've got great starters, and you've got a really good closer. and you. But the, the offense is what doesn't make sense. You have one hitter hitting over 300. That's Manny Machado, who, by the way, has come pretty far back down to earth. He was hitting like 380. He's hitting 315 now. Uh, Eric Hosmer has come crashing back to Eric Hosmer that we know. He was hitting like 370. He's hitting like 270 now. He's dropped 100 points in like three weeks. You don't have Tatis. He's hurt with a broken wrist. And by the way, his injury is going to be delayed even more because they said the scan didn't turn out well. I, I don't. I'm not understanding how this offense is producing consistently. Uh, they they have former Yankee Luke Voigt, and I I have a buddy who uh, who used to work for Comcast Sports and I used to work with us on primetime who's a big Padres fan, and I texted him when they got Luke Voigt, and I said, get ready for him to swing at the first pitch every time he goes up, no matter what. And every once in a while, he'll text me like, Yep, there's Luke Voigt swinging at the first pitch every GD time. <laughs> Is it a curveball five feet off the plate? Doesn't matter. He's swinging at it <laughs> it's every every single time. Sword. Like Luke Voigt's not having a very good year. He's got some power. He's hitting 220. Uh, Trent Grisham, who started basically every game in center field, is hitting 184. Uh, Jerickson Profar, remember him? He's hitting 246. Cronenworth's hitting 238. They don't really have any good hitters outside of Manny Machado right now. And yet they're scoring a lot of runs. They have great pitching, and I just don't understand how it's been this good for this long. Usually when one thing is so heavily leading you, when you get to June, you start to kind of crater a little bit because the offense or the pitching isn't living up to the to the expectations, and that hasn't happened. And they're in a tough division. The Dodgers are, on paper, the best team in baseball. The Giants are somehow always relevant and contending even if their team doesn't look that great. And then even the crappy teams in the division are kind of good. Well, the Diamondbacks and Rockies have crumbled. <laughs> Remember we talked feisty? like three weeks ago? Feisty, maybe. Yeah. Competitive? More feisty than normal. Squirrely? <laughs> yeah, squirrely is a good word. The Orioles Text are Text in your adjective to describe the Rockies and the and Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Remember, it was like three weeks ago, all five teams in that division were over were 500. 500, yeah. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked to tell you. Uh, the Diamondbacks are 30 and 35, and the Rockies are 27 and 35. So things are going great in those two cities. I just, it's one of those where I'm just having a hard time wrapping my mind around why they're this good. They right now have the third or fourth best record in baseball. I guess I can probably sort that by overall. I was trying to do that in my head. They have the fifth, fifth best record in baseball, tied with the Astros. So fourth. Fourth best record, tie with the Astros. Uh, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Astros, Padres. How? (laughs) 
Look at their offense. <laughs> how? Tell me how they're winning all of these games. Well, Enlighten me. They're, they're, they're scoring more runs than the other team, Mike. That's how it works. They play a game, they score more runs than the other team, and they've done that more times than not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. It's funny. My uh, Padres friend is listening right now. <laughs> I would like to uh, take a look maybe at uh, some splits, home away, okay. indoor, outdoor opponents that they've placed. Uh, that they've played so far have they had like an easy schedule or something yeah or? maybe they've played uh more rockies and uh diamondbacks games versus dodgers and giants well let's games. find out it's been there's been some weird scheduling this year because of the covid not the covid the uh the cba well, late start the week delay <laughs> covid can kind of throw things off sometimes i suppose but they they changed the schedules to be a little bit weird this year so let's see where are we the Padres so far have played the Dodgers once. There you, I mean, hey, there you go. The Padres so far have played the Giants twice. Uh, I mean, that that might have part to do with it. You are what, 63 games yes. into this season? They are 4 and 2 against the Giants and they are 1 and 2 against the Dodgers. They have played Arizona. Oh, series. Yes, yeah, series, series. Got you. All right. I thought that was games. I was very confused for a second. They play, They have played Arizona just the one time. Okay. And they've played Colorado just the one time. What a weird schedule. Interesting. They've barely played their division. I was going to say, yeah. Um, they played the Reds twice already. So, oh, they went 6-0 and against the Reds. <laughs> so that that helps. Um, they played Atlanta before Atlanta was good. They played Pittsburgh. They've played Miami. They've played the Cubs twice. They played Atlanta twice, both times before they were good. They played the Phillies when the Phillies sucked. They played the Brewers when the Brewers were in their losing streak. They played Pittsburgh twice already too. Okay. Yeah. So they, they have had a pretty easy schedule to start a timely schedule at that. Yes. Uh, let's see. Strength MLB. Strength of schedule. I want to see what they're at right now. Uh, okay. Right now, the best strength of schedule is the Phillies. The Padres, oh, they're right in the middle. They've done. Uh, they're at 13th. They're they, right in the middle. They've been exceptional on the road. They're 22 and 11 on the road. Very nice. 17 and 13 at home. Helps that they've played the Pirates and the Reds on the road (laughs) already. (laughs) That'll boost that record up a little bit. All right. Well, okay. So maybe a little bit of an answer then. Yes. They have really good starting pitching, and they've played a really easy schedule, at least on paper, uh, you know, middle ground according to ESPN. Maybe that's the answer why the Padres are good so far. Six games, yeah, against Reds. Six games against the Pirates. um, Seven games against Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, this is... Five against the Cubs. Oh, God. They only play the Dodgers one more time before the All-Star break. Their second half is going to be like Dodger, 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 Dodger. Giants, Giants, Giants. Let's see. There's got to be a stretch. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. San Francisco, stupid. L.A., Arizona, L.A. Yeah. And then L.A., Chicago, White Sox, and then San Francisco to end the year. Yeah, okay. They're going to they're gonna have a little bit of a tougher time in the middle of the second half, but maybe that's the answer why the Padres are good. But I think, at least for me, that is this show's team of why are they good. <laughs> and uh, so far, they have been quite good. Well, and uh, we'll see if the Giants are able to maintain a little bit more this year. Um, obviously, they're not as 
good as last year, but granted, last year they were. I mean, last year they held off the Dodgers when the Dodgers won like 106 games. Yeah. Insanity. Record year. So they're clearly not as good as that. So maybe this is the year where Padres can uh, usurp them and snag a couple wins. Well, wasn't it? It was last year when the Padres had a great start and then completely collapsed, right? Yes, exactly. Right. And they were and they were kind of up there with the Dodgers and Giants, maybe not at that exact level, but they were kind of right there. They were floating them. around there for a little bit, and then, yeah, just it all fell apart. Uh, okay, well, we'll take a quick break. Since we're kind of behind, I'm going to do a little pivot here. We're going to do our Adley Rutschman segment next. Adley, the Beave, the Bowman, it is first career homer today. How's he doing? Not great, but we'll tell you why. Next, this is the Hot Corner on the fan. Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. All right, quick little turn and burn segment here as we've gone long here in the first hour. Joe will post the podcast at the end of the show. If you missed any of it, you can find it on the Lush Rob Tires podcast, Odyssey app, and 1080thefan.com, and most other places you can find podcasts. Uh, for those of you who are Beers on Us listeners, uh, we will not have an episode this week. Uh, due to Patrick being out today and then I am out the rest of the week, we're not going to have time to record. We normally record after we do this show. So if you are a Beers and Us listener, uh, we'll be taking the week off. We did just post episode 200 last week, and we did a little reminiscing back on the first 200 episodes of the podcast. Are we going to get a live on location from the Oregon Brewer Fest? right here on the waterfront? Actually, I don't know if it's on the waterfront, but it's coming back this year. Is it? Yeah. Uh, having, having gone to that <laughs> podcast in the middle of that, there's not really a place to podcast, <laughs> which would have been just make it all the more interesting. Just like they, they pass the, by and they put the standards trying to grab the microphone. <laughs> right. Spears amazing. They, they put like the standing tables under the, the, the tents, tents. Yeah. But they're like, so, but there's no plugs. We need a plug. So I, I don't know where we would a do generator. it. Yeah. Bring our own generator. Big old generator. Can we bring that into the <laughs> festival? You think they'd be okay with that? Maybe the food trucks have some generators in the back we could borrow, and then we'll we're just sitting happen. behind like the food truck, and it's like go, 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 <laughs> the entire podcast. That's not metal music, by the way. That's the generator noise. I understand why it would be confusing. Sounded pretty good. Um, Adley, first career home run today. God, finally. For the rush, I know. And first career RBIs with the home run. He had, before today, he was hitting one... Where is it? 176. But those are just like numbers. With no homers and no RBIs, he did have four doubles and a triple and 13 runs scored. He has also walked six times. His on-base percentage, a nice 256. Those are just things you're saying, just words. Well, actually, I'm actually trying to be kind about the OBP because that is 80 points higher than his average, which is pretty solid, right? Really good hitters tend to have a – on base about 80 to a full point higher than, or I guess 0.80 and a full point higher than their average. Um, I watched a lot of early Adley Rutschman at bats. I have kind of stopped watching his at bats recently because most of them were ending in a strikeout. But from what I've been reading is that his at bats have stayed consistently good through the first, how many games, 20 games of his career. When I watched him early in the call up, He was taking good pitches. He was putting good swings on the ball. He was hitting the ball hard. And I was like, you know what? Even if it's a slow start, he's got, he's got the look. 
like Jared Kelnick has the wrong look. When Jared Kelnick is at the at the plate, you have zero trust that that guy's going to make contact. And that's not how I felt while watching Adley. He was making good contact. And there was, I think, a period in the midst of the slump to start his career that he got a little in his own head and was swinging at too many pitches. But uh, yesterday, even though I think he only got one hit, he hit the ball really hard every time. A uh, couple days ago, he went three for four, and you could tell he was kind of breaking out of it. And today, two for four, two run home run, and a double. And he brings his average up to 192 in just one day. He's almost at the Mendoza line. So there's a little quick Adley Rushman update for you. It's Hopefully you guys have been following along if you at all care about baseball and, and you like that he's local. Um, it's a really cool story that he's the number one overall prospect in baseball. He's a catcher and he's from here and he played at Oregon state. And it's just one of those keep an eye on it because it's just cool to kind of have that connection. And it's just wild. I think we talked about it maybe on this show or on sports Sunday. I don't know, but just again, knowing that town as well as I do of Sherwood and just going on ESPN, clicking on the player bio and seeing birthplace Sherwood comma Oregon on there. I've never seen that in the history of my viewings on ESPN.com. That's, that's my hometown. Yeah, it's it's pretty special to see that. Very and Sherwood doesn't have a lot of like famous athletes, right? No, no. I know that there's like some good programs there now, but I, it's I was a pretty at small a, town. I was at a buddy's house, and I was trying like I was saying I was like I don't remember a pro athlete ever coming from Sherwood, and he called me out on like one. I was like, okay, I've never heard of that person before. It was probably in like the. 90s 80s something like that so yeah again this does not happen often because these kids usually get plucked and uh end up at the the jesuits and the west Lynns and uh central catholics of the world yeah so. so keep an eye if you can catch a nose game just to see adley hit it's fun it's just fun to see him in the big leagues at all and then just to now that he's starting to kind of get his feet on a rim a little bit I think uh, I think you'll see a big a big uh, turnaround coming very soon. All right, coming up next hour, I do want to talk about the Red Sox who have turned it around from their slow start and are now back into the playoff picture. And I kind of want to take a little peek at the wild card standings right now because at this point there's two divisions that are kind of up for grabs. The NL West, which we talked about and the Central, the Brewers had a pretty good lead. The Cardinals have been playing really well, and uh, they have now passed them for first. The Brewers have had a pretty long losing streak. The Braves are trying to make it interesting with the Mets in the East, but are still, I think, five games back. But the wild card races, especially now with three teams, intriguing. So we'll get to some Red Sox. We'll get to the wild card races, and then Farrah Fowl all next hour. This is the Hot Corner on the Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.